Bo, we are here, man. We're knocking on the door, bro. Man, a few days. God dang, man. We, we, we put in a lot of work. And I, and I want to say this right off rip. Shout out to Adam. Um, you know, you, you saw the video coming into the to the episode. But fourth annual Vision Lab Podcast Golf Classic. Guys, if you want to play golf, if you want to come out, mix and mingle and network uh, with some phenomenal people across the DFW Metroplex and uh, from across the, the country, please uh, make sure you jump onto our website, visionlabpodcast.com, or go to the uh, Eventbrite page, which is the visionlabgolf.eventbrite.com. Um, but, Mo, that's not why we're here today, although we are excited. Um, I, I'm, I'm super excited, particularly because let me tell you about the power of communication, right, and the power of networking and the power of being in the right room with the right people, mm. right? Um you know, I want to give a major, major shout out to Matt Sapala. Um, you know, I've I've been going through some personal things um, within my life, and chopped it up with Matt, and when we got together a couple months ago, had a cigar, and uh, he he brings me to the Cowboys Club, right? And and I want to give a big shout out to the Cowboys Club as well, um, just the the customer service, and and when you you talk about being treated like a king or queen, right? Like the the service that you get, the royalty treatment that you get, like, you know, it, it was second to none. And and so we're, we're out on the terrace, we're smoking cigars, we're having good conversation. But before that, check this out, bro. I, I walk into the into the Cowboys Club, right? And um, me and Matt come in there and all of a sudden, boom, I look up at, at the bar, it's Tony Mack. Shout you know, out to T Mac. Yeah, T Mac. What up, though? Um, had him on the show. Phenomenal dude. If you guys haven't had an opportunity to watch that episode, please do yourself a favor. Go back through the archives and check that episode out. Um, there's a gentleman that 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 really just overcame so much in his life. Um, have a tremendous amount of respect for him and what he was able to do, um, and, and is and is doing right with a growth mindset. Um, but then there's this guy to the left of him right there's a guy to the left of him and then there's a young lady uh, on the other side of him and you know I'm, I'm i'm trying to figure out what's going on and and who's who and and what's going you know what's happening so to speak um and this gentleman introduces himself and i didn't really think much of it so we you know so paul and i go out to the terrace and, and we smoke and we start having conversation and, and out comes this gentleman and mo when i tell you uh you know you have have really taken a, on this new role as being like this connector, right? I'm the plug. You, you're the plug. You're the oh, plug. The real deal. But I'm but plug. but but we. I had the opportunity, right? In a good way. Yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> way, and it's what you should be doing, right? It's it's networking. It's talking to people. It's it's making shit happen. Um, I had the opportunity to see this guy come sit down and talk to us, and you know we introduce our, uh, ourselves to one another, and and didn't really think much about it. And then uh, he kind of goes, goes back inside, and, and uh, Sapala's like, hey, that, that dude right there is a connector. Like, he, he knows everybody. And I bullshit you not, Mo. I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, and I've been around for a minute. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people. Um, and I've seen a lot of people that have done some amazing, amazing things. But I promise you, bro, 
Every time somebody came out on the terrace, it was, hey, Jason. Hey, how you doing, Jason? Hey, good to see you, Jason. Jason, what's mm-hmm. going on? And it was just repeatedly uh, in an introduction. And, and, and what I learned, um, I, first of all, I learned a ton that night. Um, and this is why it's so important to be in the room with the right people, right? Um, well, well, you know, I know you always do the introductions and, and you're going to continue to do that. But visionaries, it's important to carry yourself in the right way, to, to rub elbows with the right people, to, to serve people, right? Um, I don't know if it's uh, John Maxwell or Zig Ziglar. I can't remember who it says it, but if you help enough people get what they want. Ziglar. Yeah, okay. Zig Ziglar. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything that you need. Right. Something to that effect. Right. And this is a gentleman that um, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for. And, and honestly, I've only met him once. Right. And we've had a couple of conversations beyond that. But we, we sat and we talked on that terrace for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours after everybody was gone and just chopped it up. You know, so um, visionaries, you are in for an absolute treat. Um, if you're in the car, if you are uh, in the gym, this is one that you're going to want to to truly dial into uh, i'm your host ryan cuffey alongside my co-host mr ryan mosley um you're here in the vision lab podcast and we are so tremendously excited mo who do we have on the show today Today's guest is a native of Brooklyn, New York City. He is a brand builder and entrepreneur. He owns his own communication slash marketing agency. And most importantly, he's a uh, a treasure hunter. And we'll Ooh. get into that. Yeah. Uh, please welcome the uh, the marvelous Jason Elias to the Vision Lab podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. What up? That unbelievable introduction. Well. Humbled and gracious. Good to meet you, sir. I've heard a lot about you in the past few days. Thank you, sir. I'm going to start right out the, out the gate, Mo, um, because I heard this in our conversation with Jason uh, that night at the star. Respect. It means a lot to you. So talk to me about the word respect and, and, and what that means to you. Sure, sure. Well, and one of the things you mentioned was, you know, where I'm from and depending on where we're from, there could be a slight definition of it all. But at the end of the day, to me, respect is something that's earned. And when you're able to earn respect by doing the right thing every time, even when no one's looking, it's something you can earn. I think that, you know, sometimes we can set ourselves up to say uh, we should treat everyone with respect. And I believe we should. At the same time, respect is also earned. And there's a certain amount of authority and responsibility. We had a great conversation around responsibility. And we're going to get into that, too, for sure. Um, But uh, respect is earned. And I think that um, if you can do that, enough times then respect can be you know granted and given from other people that are just getting to know you well i've never seen anything like it um 
it was like being around a celebrity that everybody, hey, Jason, hey, Jason. And, and the, the reason why I bring that up, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, and Jason knows this, right? But it's because he treats people with respect and he his first step is to serve. And I think that's a message to all the visionaries out there that if you go into a situation or go into a, um, a relationship looking to serve the other person, other individual, other company, right, you're going to get everything that you want. But I don't that's not where Jason comes from. He just comes out and wants to make sure people are connected. Right. People like, hey, I know so and so that can help you do this. I, I got a guy that can do a contract over here and so on and so forth. And so um, watching people show him respect because he's earned their respect. And I wanted to start the show off um, with that word because it was such an indelible moment for me. And I, I just want to I don't have a hat on, um, but I, I certainly tip my hat off to you, sir. Well, thank you very um, much. It means a lot. Today is actually a pretty special day, mm. you know, uh, at the time of this recording. And the reason why I bring that up, I'm, I'm curious, where did that lesson, if that's an appropriate word, of, of, of respect and respecting others and, and making sure that, you know, you're connecting people, where did that kind of come from? Sure, sure. You know, a lot of the, the influences that we've had through our lives are sometimes virtual influences, right? You mentioned Zig Ziglar. That can be a virtual influence to a lot of us. And maybe, hopefully, we've had some strong men in our lives that have been able to instill that, right? And that's one of the things that's very important to me is being able to hold myself and compose myself as the man that I believe I, I am and having earned that respect. So I think a lot of it comes from the men that we're around and the men that we emulate. Right, I heard something interesting recently which said it's not about imitating, it's about emulating. Mm. So it's about understanding if you can find people, places, or things that you can appreciate and you can respect, then it's, it's, it's more than acceptable. In, in fact, it's admirable to emulate that behavior, right? Emulate, not imitate, right? Where you could emulate MJ's uh, work. Fade away. Right. Right, you can't imitate it. You can try. Yeah, go. You can emulate it. You can emulate their work ethic. You can emulate the way they hold themselves to the highest standard. So I think if if the visionaries listening can think about that and say to themselves, who do they want to emulate, and who around them do they want to emulate, and who's where they want to be, how do they hold themselves? How do they compose themselves? How do they communicate? How do they interact? And I think it's a very bold message if a person can say to themselves, wow, you know what? I really want to emulate that type of behavior. And when you emulate, especially with the way you communicate, then, you know, that's how you, you become the person that you want to be. So let's go back to the, the early 80s. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're talking about emulating, right? Who were you looking to emulate at that time in your life? Early to mid 80s. Wow. Early to mid 80s. <laughs> kid. Yeah. From New York. Brooklyn, yeah. From Brooklyn. Yeah. And um, baseball was my life. So when you're a kid, sometimes you end up emulating who you think are your heroes, which are sports heroes. Reminds me of a very famous movie called The Bronx Tale. Yeah. And in The Bronx Tale, if you remember when Sonny then says to Calodro, hey, listen, Mickey Mantle never paid your rent. Mm. So I can look back early 80s when I'm a kid growing up, and I think a lot of the 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 behaviors that we emulated were from influences like celebrities were from influences like sports athletes now i can look back on that and say is that the healthiest is that what i want my kids to grow up with maybe maybe not 
But we can look back on it with a thimble full of wisdom that we've acquired through the years and be able to say whether or not we agree or disagree. But the fact of the matter is, is that I was no different than anyone else growing up in Brooklyn when it came to sports and music and hip hop and Biggie and Smith and Wesson and those guys growing up in that era. So I'm not above saying that. Right. So I think that there's something about that emulating and with that emulation and or imitation, we have a lot of young men that maybe pick imitating and emulating the Mm. wrong examples. Yeah, and we're, we're certainly going to get into that. Um, today's a special day for you, and then we're right. talking about emulation. Uh, obviously, at the time of this recording, um, why is today so special in, in, in the vein of emulation? Well, today's a culmination of a lot of work for the past few decades. Today is the launch of, of a movement, of a growing, of something that uh, is about bringing together a community bringing together a community of people is the launch of our brand, which is modern day Don. And the thought process there is who are we emulating and how are we leveraging the power of communication to bring these lessons as you do for your visionaries, right? You take the time to bring information to the visionaries that invest their time to get the information from you. Yeah. So with the Don, what we've decided to do is today happens to be the, the launch that we get things started. It's a very special day. It mm-hmm. happens to be my father's birthday, mm. coincidentally. Happy birthday um, to Pops. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we can look back on that. And there was a day where you would introduce yourself and you would say, my name is Ryan, son of Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And there yeah. was some power there. Wow. And it was something that was there. And I'd love for us to consider that. Right? And I want to challenge you real quick. Well, can we get that back? Well, you know, I think that we've definitely gone down a certain path. Right. I think that's undeniable. Sure. Right. And for us to be overly optimistic, to think we can get back to greener times or greener pastures, agreed, is probably slightly unrealistic. At the same time, it doesn't mean that we can't hold ourselves to a certain standard. Yeah. So if there's a way for me to say, hey, I'm, I'm Jason, son of Eulogio, grandson of Celedonio, it's like, whoa, that's interesting. Yeah, I love those old school names. Man. Right. Ooh, I love those names. Yeah. But and, and I love the old school names, but I love the fact that the the introduction includes a uh, you know om- paying homage to sure. those that have stepped before us. And yeah. I think that's something that's lost um in today's time. I mean, in 2023, you know, uh, unfortunately a lot of fathers aren't involved in the in their children's lives, you sure. know. Um, and the movement that you have going on, I think, certainly speaks to that. And we're going to get into that. But but before we do, um, I, I, I want people to know who you are, right? Who you, who you Where you came from. Why, why the hell should I listen to Jason Elias? Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So sure. let's get some, let's get into some background. Where you, obviously, you're from New York. Sure. Yeah. Have a, a ton of respect. But you had some interesting things that happened to you um, growing up. And in a very, very poignant time in our country's history. You know, in the 80s, you know, you got the crack epidemic and and uh, the drugs that, that are... Being, Reaganomics. Yeah, Reaganomics, all that stuff, right? So, uh, and, and you're at the epicenter, right, you know what I mean? Right. Um, besides, you know, uh, some could argue California, perhaps, but... It's another you know, conversation. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But but in New York, right? New York City, where, where everything, you know, is, is given life. Um, a, what was that like, and why are why should people listen to what you have to say? Sure, sure. 
Well, you know, there's something about men that have chapters in their lives mm. or people that have chapters in their lives. And it's interesting, Matt references this a little bit too when he was on the podcast about a man that's at chapter 35 and trying to emulate, but they need to look at chapter one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting when you have conversations with men that have had many chapters in their lives. Growing up in New York was a chapter. You know, what are the lessons that were learned from there? How did it make me who I am growing up in the jungle that I grew up metaphorically and literally? What does that mean? So there are different chapters as I write the book of my life. And if that helps inspire someone in whatever chapter they're on, write a little bit of their life, fantastic. And that's what it's about. So early chapters were, just like you said, New York City, Brooklyn, different times growing up. And it's interesting. I brought up grandson of Celedonio. Mm -hmm. And so Celedonio, my grandfather, was, you know, metaphorically the town or the the neighborhood uh, gambling runner or the number king, so to speak. So almost a gangster in a way. So all of a sudden you had this neighborhood that had these row houses, these you know, kind of brownstone railroad houses with the stoops in the front. And then all of a sudden there's one house with eight brand new cars outside. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what's going on there, right? So this is before gambling became legal, lotto, like lottery. Wow. So he ran, he ran the numbers. So that created a certain lifestyle growing up. Nobody messed with Don Celedonio, okay. right? Also paying homage to what it means to be a Don. Right. So that then set the course of the rest of my family down a certain path. Now, timing has a lot to play with it. When you look at the heroin crisis in New York in the late 70s, going into the 80s, into the crack epidemic. And unfortunately, we can be the product of our environment. And when you are in certain environments, things can happen. I had uncles that had some really difficult times when it came to drugs. Uh, Fortunately, my father battled with alcohol for a good portion of his life. And I do attribute some of that based on environment. But I think that also teaches a lot of lessons. So early chapters being in a very specific environment, saying to myself, what chapters do I want to write for my life? So back to your story, why should anyone be inspired by what I say? It's really just about looking at at previous chapters Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, what do I want my next chapter to be? And I've done that several times in my life where I've said to myself, I want this other chapter to be somewhere else I want to close the book here when I moved out to Texas three years ago I knew two people it was time for a new chapter Mm. but if you've created yourself into the man you've sculpted you've sculpted yourself into the man that you want to be and what you're capable of doing it's just the next adventure we were talking before we turned the mics on and you said you know treasure hunter and then you use the word adventure and things like that can you talk about the adventure moving from New York City to Texas and knowing only two people? Sure, sure. And between that, I was about six, seven years in Washington, D.C. So here from Texas, I came straight from Washington, D.C. So one day I woke up and, you know, I think as a lot of us men do at a certain age, we maybe say to ourselves, do I have what I want? Am I where I want to be? Have I reached my full potential? Um, there's a, a the Valuetainment channel, Patrick Bed David mentions it a couple of different ways. He talks about, are you an underachiever, achiever, or overachiever? And I think there's a lot of moments that we look in the mirror. And that was a mirror moment for me, right? This is no way me sitting here in front of everyone and saying I'm some, you know, uh, uh, you know, expert and, you know, uh, someone that people you should. You got it figured out. Correct. Exactly. It was someone that this, I'm still figuring it out. But yeah. I go to work every day. And I go hard every day. 
and I push myself every day and I surround myself with the right people to get it done. Yeah. So part of that was looking in the mirror and saying, do I have what I want? <coughs> Excuse me, in Washington, D.C. And I said, you know what? This isn't where I want to be. I'm a man of faith. Mm. I took some time, closed my eyes, opened the book. And I said, where do I go? And God told me to go to Texas. So one of the reasons that uh, I like to use as a metaphor within being a treasure hunter is that I believe that our lives are full of treasure. And it's just up to us to swing the pick to find the treasure. Can you hear a story about that in uh, Think and Grow Rich? Where the guy gave up when he well, was digging three, yeah, gold. Three, three, deep, three feet from gold. Yeah, he's three yeah. feet from gold and, the, the, and quit, and somebody else yeah, showed up and the, claimed the spoils. Yeah, and 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 that's uh, that's a very poignant story for me in this in this particular season of my life, right? But uh, I, I want to go back because I, I I don't want people to miss the value that is being uh, expressed and, and communicated right now. So you're a young man from New York. You make your way down to to DC. Mm -hmm. You make a decision to come to Texas. Right. But at every stop, you've had the ability to connect with people, to to provide value, mm -hmm. right? And if you didn't provide said value, then you, you wouldn't be as successful as you are today. This is a guy, and I think he's being very, very humble and very gracious, right, that, 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 that's come to Texas and knows everybody, from NFL players to multi-multi-millionaires. Um, he's the right person at the right time, which is, you know, being a connector. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about being in the room. Sure. Right? But having a, a stake or a position um, – a value uh, which is why you're in the room right right well that's a great point and there's a word that makes me think about which is a word that tony robbins uses a lot which is the word proximity okay and the idea is is that how do you create the proximity once you become that person of value mm. and i think it's important especially for a lot of the visionaires to be able to say how do i become a person of value that i can provide value to the world and then at that point i'll receive value in return yeah and what we need to do as men is to be builders, to be of value to our families, to our community, and maybe to the greater good of all mankind if a person does feel they want to go that way. While I believe a man's first responsibility is to his family. Uh, and to what you said, uh, it's, it's about being able to bring value in these situations, being able to connect with people, but not just being a giver, but being able to have something that's of value to give. That's the difference. Because the conversation we had, I mean, you and I spoke for a solid hour and a half. I, I remember the night, the day after, he called me, and and it's and it's, it's not all I don't the do time. This, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the time, and he's exactly. like, "Hey, we need to have this guy on the show," um, and you know, throughout our daily work days. But like, I mean, he called me at a time where normally he you can't get him, and he was like, "We got to have this guy on the show." And I was like, "All right, I'm listening," and he kind of ran it down. I was like, "Cool, set it up, let's go." So kudos to you for making that impression because he doesn't do that. Very I, I often. don't. I yeah. don't. It's it's special. Right, and that's a that's a really poor word to use, but also an appropriate word, right? Um, the the energy, the connectivity that 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 we had, mm -hmm. the conversation um, that was shared, um, it was indelible, 
No, no question about it. Yeah, can and you refrain from using the SAT words. <laughs> wait, a, wait a second. Hey, don't, now. Listen, I, I, I got We're three. I got, but I got wait four, a second now. I got four or five per year, and I just used two <laughs> in, in this one episode. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I, I, I wanted Jason on the show because there's so much value in the hour and a half, two hours or whatever it was that that that, that we chopped it up. Um, so many people, Mo, are, are 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 struggling. You know, we got inflation, we got rising costs in every industry that exists. Right, um, families are are struggling to to make ends meet. We're looking for outlets. We're looking for ways to, quote unquote, be successful. Or, let's take a step back. We're looking for ways to just be the example for our children. Right. And when you run across somebody that um, that that sparks your 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 mental your chickens as as uh, Marshawn would say, he touched a nerve with you. Like yeah, I could hear for sure. The day, the day after you called, when you called, I was like, oh, okay, this should be good. Yeah. So so when you run across people like that, you need to you need to make sure that they have the platform to to touch other lives, right? And so um, as we deal with what we're dealing with in 2023, you know. Uh, and, and not that it's bad. I'm not trying to create this uh, sullen or or, or melancholy. Yeah, I'm not fear mongering well, by so any stretch. By any stretch, but I think that if you can grab specific nuggets from people like Jason, right, you can position yourself to get out of that rut. You can position yourself to uh, advance your life or your lifestyle. You can position yourself to um, help your children. Right. And, 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 and be the model because we all look at our parents. I don't care what people say, like 95 percent of the time we look at our parents as the, the people that we want to emulate. Right. Right. Exactly right. Um, and I think it's so important. So when, when, when we have these conversations with, 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 with people like Jason, I think that it's important for people to understand the gravity of the situation. Right. And you didn't come from a background of of having everything right no sir i mean you you had to deal with i mean we're talking the mid 80s late 80s what have you yeah yeah uh you know crack the crack epidemic and gangs and violence and and i mean you're you're neighboring uh the mafia mm-hmm. or like neighborhoods and things along that nature right, right, right. um I, i'm curious and i want you to share with the visionaries how does an individual like yourself and your or and We'll, we'll leave it to just you, but like, how does an individual like yourself come from that type of environment, right, and and catapult himself into a career that's connecting people and and and, and serving people and and not you know falling into the fold of of drugs, gang violence, sure, jail, sure. etc. No, I mean that's a that's a great question, and and part of that has to do with going back a little to what I was mentioning before was who do you emulate. And who are the strong people around you that there are the characteristics and principles and values that they live by? One of the things within our company that we live by is our core values. Mm. So we use the core values, which is 1670 creative. And I yeah. mentioned that a little bit. Yeah, earlier. yeah. 1670 was our address growing up. So we had a railroad apartment. And then out front, our front door, we had four or five steps, a stoop. Right? That's what we call it in New York. Right? You sit on the front stoop. Mm-hmm. And on the front stoop, that's where we told all the stories. 
Mm. Right. And that's where you, your story and, oh, yeah, you know, you were talking to Jessica and no, you weren't. <laughs> and, you know, you jumped your bike over and it was everything you see in movies, too. When it was hot, we opened up the fire hydrant. You know, we played football. It was lamppost to lamppost. And right. The manhole cover was first. Quick question. Up. Did y'all play sideline kill? Was was it okay? Sideline kill. but they played stickball and everything else though. Stickball, right? Absolutely, and we you know we played football and baseball was my big sport growing up, and you know we didn't have well, we we had organized football once at the high school level, but nothing like it is out here in Texas. Whole out different here world, in Texas, isn't it? It's an institution out here in Texas, <laughs> right? So. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with what's being emulated. And I think that's one of the biggest epidemics we have in our society and maybe even globally is the lack of strong men yeah. from an emulation perspective that young men can look at. That's one of the reasons why Don is so important to us. But I went off topic slightly. When we look at the core values that we live by as a company, and hopefully every young man or young woman listening to this can also consider creating core values for their own life, the core values that I live by is the acronym REACH with oh, two C's. Okay. Get my pencil right. and write this okay. down. Go ahead. So it's uh, uh, resilience, okay. excellence, amor, which is love. A little bit of love. Got to love on people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Community. Okay. Collaboration. Okay. And honor. So those are the core values that I live by on a day to day basis. So as I'm having a conversation, a lot of the times I think of collaboration when you say the word connection. Yeah. I think through the word collaboration as well. And I also think of the word community. Mm. So I use those as well. So I encourage those listening to consider thinking about their own core values that they live by. So that's sexy, right? The reach with two C's, right? That's sexy. Makes sense. We get it. And it's great, right? Where that's not the way I want to ask it. How did you come to that that acronym? Right. Like there's so there's this is a vision lab. Th this is a vision lab, right? Sure. So we want to get raw, nitty gritty, behind the curtains. Sure. There's a moment that says, "Man, God dang it, man! Like I, I don't, I don't have it figured out. I don't, sure. I don't know what I'm doing, or whatever the situation is, sure, right? Completely. When you came up with reach with two C's, how did that come about? Right. Bring us into your lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thought process there is where am I in my life and where do I want to go? And who am I reaching for and what is reaching back towards me? So I was thinking through what are the, some of the core values that meant something to me. And I was thinking what's a word and that can mean something three-dimensionally. So if I reach in my faith, if I reach to be a better man every day, are other people reaching towards me? And in my mind, I thought to myself, what's a word that I can go to that I can think of from an acronym perspective? One of the other things I shared earlier was mm -hmm. the acronym I made up about how do we communicate our message? We want our message to be engaging, which makes it a missus. We want yeah. her yeah. to marry us, yeah. right? Where we want our story to be a missus. We want it to be memorable, repeatable, and shareable. So I think acronyms are very powerful. They are if, because if someone says, NFL, you know what it does. What it, is. It, it puts things in, into alignment. Correct. Right. It says this is our target. This is our lane. I'm not worried about this over here or that over there. Right. This is our trajectory and where we're going to go. And we're going to put put our stake in the ground, our anchor in the ground. I like to use the word anchor because I'm a commodore. By the way, if you hadn't picked that up, mm. but we're going to put our anchor in the ground and we're going to go misses. Right. Yeah. And so. The reason why I ask it in the way that I ask it is the vision lab mm -hmm. 
we all have these moments, right? And I always go back to Anthony Trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I love, I love that uh, that story that he told us, where he talks about like life is against him at this particular point, and he he he's in a dark room, and he's staring at a wall. And it's him against the world, and it feels like that, like mm-hmm. that, right? But when you're in these moments, you're charismatic, very, very articulate. You 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 put um, life to words through stories. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. But at what point, coming up, and I don't want to say you were on the streets of New York, mm-hmm. but like, but being in the streets of New York, right? Like, mm-hmm. where was your lab? Like, mm-hmm. when when did that become? Okay, let me sit down. Let me put. Let me pin close the pad. Out and close everything. Let me out close everything focus. out and figure this out, and and then reach comes about. Misses come about. The the six or seven Fs that mm-hmm. we talked about. Like, when do you get in your lab? Sure, and that came much later. So as I was already living in Washington D.C. at the time, a lot of it had to do with what my God given gifts were. Because this has to do with talents, I believe. Mm-hmm. And as you share compliments towards me, I graciously and humbly accept compliments. Some people don't. Now I say thank you. And if someone can identify uh, strengths in another person, I think that's a strength in and of itself. Even the way you're able to communicate an interview and, and be able to engage with your audience. So as I continue to get older, I needed to look in the mirror and say, what are my God-given abilities? Is it in the financial markets? Is it you know, helping to run this small business? Is it insurance? Is it any of these other areas? Or is it somewhere that I'm using my God-given ability of communication to really take it to the next level? So I had to say to myself, that was the step I took in coming to Texas. And back to most question two was that as I decided to pack up, and there's a picture on my Instagram also of a 14-foot box truck <laughs> and my classic BMW hooked up to the back. And it was December 31st, 2019, right before COVID. Mm. I got in the car, I got in this truck, a 14-foot U-Haul, the picture's there, 14-foot U-Haul, hooked onto the back is my 2001 740i BMW E38 that I've owned for a long time. I love that car. You still have it? I still have it. Love it. I still have it. I have have another car, too. Yeah, exactly. I have another daily driver, another BMW, but that car, there's something about it. You earned that one. That was one you got dirty for. You know, and it's just, I'm going to keep it. And she's getting a little dusty right now in the garage, but that's okay. She's gonna bring her back to life one day. Summertime. And I and I I I just said to myself, now is the time that I need to reach for my greatness. I need to find the treasure that's meant for me. And in doing that, if I can help others find their treasure, like you mentioned before in referencing Zig and in quoting Zig, if you help enough people people find their treasure. Lo and behold, you'll find your treasure. Mm. And part of reaching was, our, am I reaching for my potential? Am I reaching for everything I'm capable of? And my answer was humbly no. I was not reaching for my potential. And I had to understand why I wasn't. But but what was it, I'm, I'm sorry, Mo, was it a, um, a melancholy kind of moment or season? Like, was there a, uh, and, you know, um, something that sparked that, said, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being the je- best yeah. Jason Elias. My father happened. died. That was a pivotal moment. Yeah. I can identify with it. Yeah. I can identify with and it. And a lot of men experience that. Please. Like, luckily, like, you know, OG Russ is still here. Yeah. I, I, listen, but, I know you're about to say something, but I, 
I, I don't I don't take it for granted. My dad's seventy four. You know, mm-hmm. he's a part of the golf tournament. He's on the on the board yep. and everything else. But like, I I know I changed a little bit from a mentality standpoint when my daughter was born. But the day my dad died, and more importantly, like the day before his actual funeral, we get to go in and see him all dressed up or whatever. Like I know for a fact, like I changed as a person. It I, was uh, I'm. I'm a little bit different in regards to you when are. I say I'm going to get something. No, done no, no, after you watching, are. It's, after going through that, like it, it's it's like I'm going from from respectfully second gear to fourth gear. Like I don't think you pulled it all the way back yet. You know, you're not fifth or sixth gear, uh, but I think that you recognized it's go time. Like my yeah. my my time is here. There is no other quote unquote man. To lead the 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 Mosley lineage. Well, it's funny because he talked about like you know we go back to the days of introducing yourself as you know Jason, son of so and so, you know grandson, and so like you know I don't introduce myself as you know Ryan, son of Reuben, right? But his spirit is very much alive. Like I can, the older and older I get, like I tell my mom all the time, like I get it in regards to why he did some of the things he did and why he was the way he was because he was forced to be man of the house at a very young age but to your point when when you know your 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 hero if you will passes on and you look around and it's not even like your own mortality but you're like well hell who else is gonna do something yeah it's on you who else is in charge yeah no no i get it (laughs) it's you like there's no so you are forced to it's not the fact that you're running but you are forced to like okay buck stops with me now officially Sure. Like there is, there is no alternative. Like okay, whatever it is. Like to your point, mm-hmm. uh, from a from a professional standpoint, I think I know where you were. Mm-hmm. You looked around, like you said, you looked between your dad passing. You looked around, like okay, am I really going to give my dead level best to be great at what I'm doing in DC, or is it time to really, you know, quote unquote, jump out the window and go for what it is I really, really want to do? And so I had that moment, you know, last year, and he knows, like I'm. I'm I'm all gas, no brakes. So there's two moments for you. When when Ruben passed, yep. and then and then cutting the cutting the strings. Oh, and, and the thing is, uh, I was so ready to do it. Like I had mentally, I mentally did it a about, year before. Uh, yeah, I was living a double life from a professional standpoint for about two years. Uh, <laughs> it was fun, but then it just got to a point. I remember one day just being like, "Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm out mentally. I'm, I'm out of this." And so you know, things came to a head or whatever, but. To your point mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, losing your dad and then looking up and looking in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm going to try to be great at something. You, I'm sure you had a realization like, okay, doing this stuff in D.C., that, like, that's not where I belong long term, long term. Okay, Jason, it's time to go do this now. Like, let's go. That was it. And when you do get to that point where you can look in the mirror, if you can look in the mirror and decide and really say to yourself, am I living to my full potential? Or, if I, or am I at least trying? Like, am I at least... And it's not to go off on a tangent, but I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Nice. And they were talking about, like, dude, like, where is like, where is your spirit, your work? Like, where does that come from? And we were talking about just, like, kind of going in the direction that you want to take your life in. Sure. And it's one thing to look up and be like, okay, I'm not exactly where I want to be. Like, right. you know, you're never, quote, unquote, where you want to be, right? But it's another thing to look up and be like, I'm not even sure I'm going in the right direction. Mm. Wow. Like, wow. You know, we all want to wake up one day, be multimillionaires. All right, cool. That doesn't happen, quote unquote, overnight. 
But if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I know I'm going in the right direction. Cool. You can, you can reconcile that because you know, you're working towards something. But if you're stuck in a position, like I don't even know what direction I'm going. That's the part that bothers you as a man. And to, you know, put a bow on it, you lose your dad. And you know, if you had a good relationship with your dad, which sounds like you did. And obviously Mm -hmm. I did with mine too. You're like, okay, if we're going out, which we all are eventually, I need to at least be going in the direction that I feel like I need to be going in. Yeah. There's no point in me wasting time doing something that I know at a moment's notice, like I'm I'm out of here. Man, that's so powerful right there. That's the truth, man. No, 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 like, for real. Like, visionaries, if you're watching this, you know, on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatever, first of all, I, I need you to rewind what, what Mo said because there's so much, uh, there's so many gems in what he just said. I want to give you a big shout out to you on that. Appreciate it. Um, I I think it's time to to walk through the door of the dawn mm-hmm. because this is a movement mm-hmm. and it's important. Um, we we I don't want to use the word unfortunately, but it is the reality, right? 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 right. That a lot of fathers are not there. Mm-hmm. And what's super, super interesting, people don't realize this. I'm going to kind of do a little spoil here. You don't have any kids. Right. But yet it's so important for you to teach the next generation what it means to be responsible, to have authority, right? And we don't use the word authority from the, I would say, the common perspective, right? Right, right, right. Um, and we'll get into that here shortly because we had a phenomenal chat about uh, responsibility and authority. Right. But let's talk about the Don. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's set let's set it up mm-hmm. for for our visionaries. What is being the Don? What right. is that about? So the Don, as you mentioned, is a movement, and and to to come right back to that, I have a lot of respect for what you just shared. You know, and I think it's also good for us as men to be able to respect what what we've all shared. Cuff also respected it. So, again, I think that's a good place for us to be able to share those types of things with each other. So respect. Now, when we think of what a Don is, if we look at the traditional sense of a person of authority over their family. Right. If someone looks at the word Don, whether it be in Italian or in Spanish, it's it's almost a direct translation to sir. Right. It's someone that has earned respect within their family and has done whatever it took to I wanna, serve. I want to, I want to jump in super, super yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a key word that, that you said. Okay. Earned. Thousand percent. Earned. Thousand percent. Okay, go ahead. Well, it's interesting that you say that because our, one of our mottos is earn it. Yeah. That's it. Earn it. You want it, earn it. That's one of the and first things you said, actually. You yeah. Want is earn it. And that's one of the mottos that we live by. Earn it and take responsibility. That then leads into the responsibility authority conversation, but it starts with earn it, right? And what it means is that there are a lot of young men out there that have not been in a position where they've been pushed to earn it or they've been pushed in a, from a situation to take the responsibility that leads to authority. So so let me, let me pause you for a quick second, mm-hmm. and I'm going to catch Mo up. And all visionaries, if you're watching this or listening to it, right, like, this is where we spent probably of our hour and a half, two hour conversation, an hour of dialogue. Right. 
we live in this day and age, and I'm not throwing the next generation. What is it? Zennials? Z- yeah. Whatever. Gen fuck. Z. Oh, Zennials. Yeah. I hadn't okay. heard that before. Gen Z. What, Gen whatever Z? they call them. Whatever. Fuck. Okay. Um, I'm not throwing them under the bus, but I but I'm I'm trying to um, paint a picture. We live in this instant gratification uh, society at this point. Microwave society is what I always like to say, right? What Jason and I talked about and what we're going to get into right now mm-hmm. is responsibility and authority. Right. A lot of us, right, we, we desire this authority to be like, hey, I'm the man, respect me, so on and so forth, right? I'm the, I'm the man in the household or I'm the man in the whatever. Um. But you, you, you haven't, and he, he said it earlier, right? Like, you haven't earned it. You haven't earned that right. So the let's break that down sure. for a second. That means that you have to humble yourself mm-hmm. and put in the work. Put in the work. Right. You know, you, 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 you want to go out and get women and, and do this, that, and the third, but you're not working in the background, my boy. <laughs> you're you're not working like I want again. Shout out to you. Like you're working. Oh. You know when when unfor- when the unfortunate passing of Ruben, you know, passed away. You took the baton. It's time to go to work. It's not time to receive. I gotta make sure my wife, my my family unit is squared away. I gotta wait, make sure my mom is squared away, my brother, so on and so forth. Yeah. And uh, and and this is where we spend a lot of dialogue, yep. right? That's right. On the fact that so many young people believe that it's, um, what's the word, Mo? Um, it's the entitlement. Entitlement. It's the entitlement. That we're entitled all. just because I have a dick, that I'm entitled mm-hmm. to be the man. No, no, no. You ain't earned it. Right. You haven't put in the work. Right. And you put in the work, mm-hmm. and now you have the responsibility. And and let's go into right. our conversation, right? Sure, sure. And and you hit the nail right on the head. And when it comes down to it, is that you know, what is it that you want in your life and have you earned it? That's the biggest question. You want a good body? Earn it. You want a good marriage? Earn it. You want kids that respect you? Earn it. You want multi-million dollars? You want whatever it is? Earn it. Yeah, are you, are you putting in the sweat equity like, to, you know, to our, get anything done? Yeah. Like, you know, old people hit the lottery, cool, but ultimately, for for 99.9% of us, if you're trying to get somewhere, sure. I tell you all the time, you can put your hands in the dirt. Yeah, like if you're not willing to do that, don't tell me what don't tell me what it is that you want to do. Tell me what it is you tell me tell me what it is that you're trying to do, and show me some effort. Like it, talk is cheap, man. Like I want to see some effort. Well, and we can work on how we we can work on guiding that effort in the proper direction. But don't just sit in a chair and say I want to do this. Okay, well, what are you doing to get there? I I I, I respect a young man, 24, 25, 26 years old, something mm-hmm. like that, right? That just I, I'm gonna just give you effort. I may fuck up. I may make mistakes, but sure. but but I see. Okay, this young man, and, and I don't want to call his name out because I'm I'm actually thinking about somebody uh, specifically uh, that reached out to me uh, for some mentorship or whatever. But like, I respect the fuck out of that young man because he's trying, right? You know, at, at the proper age, right? And I'm not here to say that that we should all have it figured out at, at 30 or, or 35 or 40 or even 45, 50, whatever. Like, like everybody has their own journey. But what I respect is a willingness to go to work and not sit on your ass 
and say, hey, I'm going to play PlayStation and, you know, I'm going to expect my, my girl to do this, that, and the third and then call myself the man in the house. No, my boy, you're not. You're not. Well, you say it all the time. Like, what's 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 this person's level to give a damn? Yeah. You say it all the time. And yeah. It, and it means something, too. I mean, I've, you know, when people encounter me from a business standpoint, they're like, oh, wait a minute. This is a little bit of a different bird. And I'll tell them that in a minute. Like, hey, and you know. I only want to have the conversation two or three times. After that, like, let's and that's a gracious. Plan to actually, yeah, you're right. That is gracious. Okay, you you got an idea? Cool. Okay, now let's figure out a plan to actually execute the idea. What did I say for 2023? Is action and execution. Yeah. I, I don't want to have ten conversations about the same thing. After about two or three, look, either we're gonna take a step towards this, or let's all move to the next one. Because after a certain point. What I always tell you, like, you got to start building a car at some point. Well, well, here's we talk about deal, it forever. But, but because you know your value, right? Yes. But you don't know your, not you, but, like, you don't know your value until you put in the work, until you put in the sweat equity, right? So I can't come to you and, and as a novice or a beginner, a neophyte, right, and say two or three times, okay, you know what, Mo ain't, ain't really about, the, you know, trying to get this work or trying to get this business, Right. No, I, I've got to prove myself, right? And that's putting in the effort, putting in the, the work right. over time. Now at 30, 35, 40 years old, I can say that. Like mm -hmm. after two or three times, if you're not if you're not trying to if you're not showing me that you're you're trying to get, you know, business done or trying to achieve a goal, I gotta go. Because that's at this point, now my time is money. Well. But 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 to 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 go back, right? I want to be very, very clear that, because we're going to talk to men at mm -hmm. this point. So, men, listen up. You got to earn it, right? That's what Jason's talking about. But earning it means, I, and I don't care if you're 60 years old or, or 18 years old, right? Put in the effort, put in the work, right, right. get in your lab, block yourself out, get away from, you know, some tail. Um, and, and and go to work, right? Um, and at that point, then you can start to command more responsibility. It's sacrifice on the front end, so you can you know you can live like a prince or live like a king on the back end. But if you don't put that work up front, then you know everything on the, like you're not going to see the back end the way you want to. You're going to look up and be like, man, I wish I had done. Or right. what if I had a taken that meeting? Or what if I had picked up that phone call? What if I'd a done one more thing towards that goal or whatnot and so put I, in the work yeah put like literally like it's yeah. it's put in the work that's get your but, hands but and, dirty and Let's this go. is where we, we we chopped it up right mm -hmm. like it's it's putting in the work and getting the getting the results yes but but you're putting in the work it's right, the most right, important right. thing right and, and that's important and and to your original question which is you know what is the idea around don and what does that mean right and again when we talk about earn it and we talk about putting in the work and, and I can relate to that. I can look at my 20s and say, you know, and there'll probably be buddies of mine in my 20s listening to this right now. And we can tell countless stories of going out Friday, Saturday, As Thursday, you should. Friday, Saturday. Well, again, I, it, it could be a, a situation of did I put in the work then? And I think every man has to look themselves in the mirror and decide whether or not they put in the level of work that they wanted to. So if I can look at my 20s and say, hey, I got a lot of stories to tell and I did a lot of partying, but did I put in the, the, the right amount of work and the right amount of effort to be where I wanted to be when I turned 40? And that was the answer I had, and the answer was no. Mm -hmm. So part of that was me saying, all right, next chapter, 
Let's books go. closed. Let, let's go. That chapter's over. Yep. And I think a lot of young men, if they are listening, consider what chapter you're on. Consider how you want the end of that book to be. Consider how you want to be the hero of that book. Consider the enemies that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And consider what trials and tribulations you are actively putting yourself through to take responsibility, to be able to say, by taking responsibility gains authority. Responsibility has to be taken. And when you take responsibility by standing up and saying, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. to get the workout, at that point you'll have earned the responsibility that will be given to you by others. Responsibility is taken, authority is given. From that, power can be harnessed. But it's in that order, in my opinion. So we're talking about the rooms, the work, and all that. You remember, you remember what BP told us on the very first episode of this show? Come on, BP. What's up? The Godfather himself. And you, I'm sure you identify with this. He said, if you look around and you realize you're the smartest person in the room, he's like, you're in the wrong room. I agree with that. And, you know, to the young men out there listening, you know, to shoot, I mean, any man worth this salt understand that. If you're trying to get somewhere, it's not even about, quote, on speech, like be a sponge or whatnot, but, like, really, like, understand – where you, where you are mm-hmm. versus where you're trying to go. And there's going to be some level of distance between where you are and where you're trying to go. For some people, it's 10 steps. It might, it might be about five or six steps. You know, that's, that's, that's everyone's personal journey. But take the initiative, the have the, the gumption, if you will, to say, okay, let me, to your point, get in the room and get around others mm-hmm. who are a little bit further on that, further down the road in that journey I'm trying to get to. And it's not, you know, befriend them or whatnot, but no, like really get around the people who, you know, you're quote unquote trying to emulate. And you can you know, put your own spin on things, but if you just sit around in the same circle, like sure. you said, you know, the people who are, you know, if you're 40 years old and partying like you're 20, you're probably not going to wind up where you want to be. Well, it goes back to what we spoke about before, which is proximity. Man. And if you, if you actively take the role in deciding the proximity of the people that you're around... That's exactly exactly what you said. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room and or you have an unhealthy ego, which has led you to be in that situation because it feels soothing for your unhealthy ego. We spoke about it a little bit earlier on where we mentioned ego versus pride. Or are you allowing your pride to get the best of you? Because I believe pride to be a, a negative while ego can be a positive or a negative depending on how you breach the conversation. Because I think it is great to have a healthy ego to say, this is the man that I've become, therefore, these are the things that I'm willing to accept, these are the actions I'm willing to take, these are the rooms that I deserve to be in because I earned it. This is the proximity of the type of person I wanna be around, and by doing that, I wanna bring value to that community, to these people, then have I earned the right to ask for help? And that's something that I believe in and connecting with the right people. I know that I've earned the right to ask for help, which is also something I learned younger is that I didn't ask for help. Yeah, we right? don't. I think we that's don't. a big thing we, within, we you know, for a lot of visionaries to, to think about yeah. is that are you in a position where you've earned the right to ask for help? And a lot of times you earn the right to ask for help by showing the effort. When men like you see the effort going in, in your mind, they've earned the right to ask you for help at that point because you've seen them in the gym. If you work out and you're in the gym and you see somebody there doing the best they can, you see them every day and they're trying their best and they're losing weight, they've, in your eyes, they've earned the right to maybe ask for help from the, you know, 
from the fitness perspective, and the same as in business. Yeah, I think we can all agree on the business level. If you're putting in the work, eventually you will encounter somebody who will recognize that you're serious about putting in the work to get towards whatever you. goal you're yeah. trying to achieve. And yeah. nine times out of ten, when you're genuinely working, people will people will help others when they see you're serious about trying to do the work. But like you said, like the entitlement, the you know, the microwave part of the society, if you will. Yes, there are always these, you know, cool stories like, oh, man, I, you know, I, I cash a lotto ticket, right, whether it's through YouTube or whatever. But, again, nine times out of ten, you got to put in some sweat equity. Like, you got to, right. you, you, you got to, you know, you got to bleed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so, by you saying that, it reminds me of something very interesting, which is the difference between serve and save. Mm. Ooh, do tell. Because there's a lot of, there's an old adage that they used to teach um, lifeguards. And what they would say is that when you're approaching someone drowning, approach them, put your hands up, and stick a leg out. Because normally they're panicking. Right. So in panicking, because they're drowning, they can grab you, and now you're both in danger. So what you want to do is you want to approach the situation, you want to stick your leg out for them to feel your leg, and then to be able to, so they can feel, hey, I'm here to help you. Until they calm down, that is when you can save them. If you do decide to do that. Now, I look at it from a save versus serve perspective. I'm here to serve. I serve those within my proximity. I do my best to serve in every capacity that I can. I'm not in the capacity to save. And I think that's a very thin line to understand. And when you see someone that's active in their own service to themselves, I respect that. At that point, I will help you serve yourself. Mm. Let's get in the kitchen. So check this out. We're about to get real deep into the kitchen. Come on. Okay. So, visionaries, hoping that you are enjoying this episode. You're going to have to tune in for part two with Jason Elias on the Vision Lab podcast. Peace. Peace.